This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so do enjoy those. They're on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about here tonight, but I think the first thing we're going to discuss is our competition. In this case, television. Oh. Which is really a, a major competitor for Free Talk Live, if you think about it. Well, yeah, it's prime time for TV right, right. now. And, uh, you know, we obviously, some of our listeners uh, don't listen to us at prime time. They listen to podcasts. But, uh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's big competition. We're going to talk about it, but actually we've got to go to the calls, because this is a show about your calls. First, to Daniel in Ontario. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Toby, and Mark. Hello, Daniel. Hi, guys. This is the first time I've been calling, and I love your show. Congratulations. Thanks. What's on your mind, Daniel? Uh, I wanted to talk about Freenet. Uh, it's an anonymous, peer-to-peer document um, uploading and retrieval system. Okay. And the idea is that um, people in uh, regime, regimes that uh, really restrict freedom of speech can use this to communicate with each other yeah, we've in an actually heard, way. Now, we've actually, I think, heard about this before. How does Freenet differ from Tor? Uh, well, Freenet actually is, uh, it doesn't allow you to surf the web uh, anonymously. It actually has its own complete set of uh, in, uh, anonymous files floating around out there, and people donate little bits of their hard drive uh, just for these anonymous files. And they could be anything, even stuff that's uh, restricted and illegal in whatever jurisdiction you're in. Right, but it's encrypted, so you um, apparently I, you don't even know what's on your computer. Is basically what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. You won't know, and uh, neither will whatever government you're in. It's uh, designed to prevent people from being able to tell you're using it, even if they're your your internet service provider or something like that. Now, this so. sounds like a really great thing when you're talking about places like China that uh, limit freedom of speech and what you can look at on the Internet as far as political stuff and that kind of thing. It sounds like a really terrible thing when you get into the area of uh, child porn. Um, uh, yeah, it was designed for places like China, and yes, I'm pretty sure there's child porn on it right now. Well, I mean, but, uh, the fact is it's a service that was designed for anonymity. And whether you like it or not, Mark, I mean, that's going on right now. And it would be going on with or without this particular service. So I don't as want to help. Can... They're not going to get any of my hard drive space. I see what you mean. Well, the true test of, of whether you support freedom of speech is whether or not you'll tolerate something that uh, you don't like. And even if you help, it's not just that you're helping just child porn. You're going to be able to support all kinds of dissident speech in all kinds of places of the world. Yeah, well, Mark's a coward, so I, 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 yeah, I'm just, just not interested. If any, if if it can be used for that, I God, I'm like, ugh. It, it, it's just well, the internet me. can be used for that. Do you support the internet? That's a good point. Mm. Now, does this program slow down your computer at all? I know some of the other programs that um, in the past um, I tried to use them on my computer and it slowed it down a whole lot. Um, how does this one work with on the computer? Does it? Is the well, speed? it depends on how much RAM you have, but and how much uh, internet speed you have. But uh, it uses about 10% of the resources. You can just run it in the background if you want to just contribute to the network and you don't even want to use it. Interesting. But uh, you can, like, even if you're not into uh, speech that's restricted in your area, you may still want to try it because there are people that just go on there and, and write flogs, they call it, free net blogs. And uh, they just express their their uh, appreciation for freedom of speech and privacy and so on. I'm a huge uh, supporter of uh, freedom of speech and privacy. And it doesn't bother me. Whatever you want to traffic around the Internet, that's your business. As long as you aren't hurting people, I don't see what the issue is. But 
the last time I looked at Freenet, and it was probably about a year or so ago, there was no graphic user, uh, graphical user interface, or GUI as they call it. And I thought that was really uh, kind of crappy because it made me not want to use it. I've I've moved beyond. Yeah, command prompts sort of remind me of the uh, the late 80s that and must early have been 90s. Quite a while ago. It's really? all uh, it's all web interface now. Uh, essentially, you just get a little icon that comes up in the lower right if you're using Windows, and you you direct your web browser to a site that doesn't go out on the internet. It just connects to the local machine, mm-hmm. and then from there you can control Freenet and you can browse it, and you can do whatever you please. Interesting. And so how does somebody, how does somebody find this particular program? Uh, they go to uh, www.freenetproject.org. There you go. Daniel, thank you for the call. Appreciate the information. 800-259-9231. So, Mark, you're a little bit scared by this whole freedom of speech thing. Well, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not that. It's just that, you know, I, I believe that that's going to be exactly where the uh, perverts go to uh, exchange their, uh, their pictures. I mean, it's going to be the safest. It's the newest technology. It's going to be the safest for them. And that's where they're all going to run. I don't know if, um, if the perverts are all that smart. Uh, it seems to me that a lot of you know perverts are just so horny that they're just going to go into whatever chat rooms they find, like the Yahoo chats or the AOL chats. Uh, you know, th- these are people that are looking for uh, looking for people to talk to. I don't think there's an anonymous there's like an anonymous chat on Freenet. Mm-hmm. As uh, as I understand it, it's just for file storage, um, just to, just to allow anonymous safe transfer of files. It seems like it probably would be a little bit too much effort. For all but the most devoted pervs, mm-hmm. um, so I think that the the vast, vast majority of pervs probably don't even know this exists. It also seems like they're out there anyways, and most of them are getting away with it. So I don't think this is going to in- increase it at all. So wait, it's, let me just clarify your position, Mark. It's not that you're against the Freenet project; it's just that you simply won't um, engage in taking act- action with it. No, I mean you know the I- the idea I find repugnant is that that uh, some uh, child molesting or child, you know, hopeful child molesting pervert um, would be using my computer to hold his child porn so that he doesn't have it at his house. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's distasteful as hell. I I think that the other reasons, you know, it, it's a tool that can be used for a lot of great things. Mm-hmm. I just I fear that it will be used by those people. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. Let's talk to Mark in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Toby, and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Um, I didn't call about this, but I want to comment on it, and I hope I get a chance to discuss what I called about. Sure. Um, It seems to me this is just people wanting to privately exchange information. The content of the information that they exchange is their business. Um, Maybe it's illegal. Maybe it's immoral. Maybe that's not our business unless they're actually hurting people. Well, I guess Mark is concerned that some naughty files will be uh, lodged on his hard drive. Well, it's, well, it's going to happen. It's, it's, it's happening now, and it's going to happen in the future. Well, it's, it, they're on somebody's computer. They're not on mine. Right. Well, my so point you're asking being, for my, um, you're asking for my tacit approval. That's well, not true. You're well, getting, you, don't have to permit, you don't have to participate if you're afraid of being involved in it. That's and that's okay. that's what I'm saying. Right, and oh, he's okay. not he's not participating. But I think the point I think the point needs to be clarified that you don't know what files are being stored on your computer, and it doesn't matter because it'd be encrypted anyway. There'd be no way for that to uh, for anybody to find out. Nor nor should you be responsible. It's for not the it. punishment that I'm concerned with. It's helping in any way these perverts. Right. To so just because because there's maybe ten perverts on the system, uh, you're not going to you My, don't think it's worth helping out those people in the countries I'm, that have freedom of speech. I'm really 
glad that you came up with a number because you don't know. You don't know either. You're right. I have a fear. What if there were a hundred? I have a fear that they will be there, and that is in and of itself right. is plenty to keep me from sharing pieces of my computer with the sex pervs. So all it all it takes to keep Mark out from uh, to keep Mark away from fighting for freedom is the the fear that there might be a couple of perverts hanging around. Well, he wouldn't be the first. Yeah, it's um, true. I'm calling about uh, faithless electors. Yeah, what's that what mean? Is it? Um, the, the Electoral College, as some people know, um, elects the president. Right. And when we vote uh, in an election for the president, we essentially vote for electors. And basically what happens is they divvy up, I don't know exactly how it works, but they divvy up all the representatives that are supposed to go to the convention and actually make the real votes mm-hmm. um, after the popular election takes place. What can happen that's, that's important to libertarians here is that faithless electors can actually, in theory, vote for someone other than the popular vote indicates that they should vote for. That's true. What do you think so, would happen? So say Ron Paul doesn't get the nomination for president for the Republicans, mm-hmm. and say there's a libertarian who's an elector, he could cast his vote for Ron Paul anyway. In fact, I believe the last time there was a faithless elector, I believe he voted for the libertarian candidate. It was around 1970. Yeah, I believe it was uh, the first female vice presidential candidate that particular election. T- I think her name was Tawny Nathan. Uh, they actually got a, an electoral vote. So you are correct on that. That is absolutely a possibility. And it's, it could be a good thing. It could also be a bad thing in that if the popular vote says libertarian or and, the electors, and the electors vote another way, that wouldn't be good, would it? Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You bring up anything, this is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The Packet8.net toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features completely free, including the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove that they listen to the show. You can see what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable, reliable legal documents like a will or a living trust. In minutes, LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. So let's talk about the competition. Television. A lot of people watch it. I personally don't. In fact, I don't even own a television. I used to, and uh, in, when I did own a television, I used it for the purposes of watching DVDs and playing the occasional video game. So I actually haven't had cable service, actual television cable service, since I lived at my parents' house. So I have not had cable television for over seven years at this point, which I'm very, very proud of. You know, people with no TVs generally are proud of that. And so the fact is, though, millions of Americans do still watch television. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, Toby, are you a television consumer? I am on TV, but I don't get any cable. (laughs) (laughs) I do the TV show, but I, I just can't watch it. I used to have cable, but I feel that my life has improved a lot. I have so much more free time now that I don't have Isn't cable. Isn't that the case? It's amazing. It really is. Uh, it's wonderful not watching it. I think that my uh, my wife would likely kill herself if there wasn't at least something to do in the ha- in the house, and, and there's just not much. So, uh, you know, we have cable. It's the most basic cable you can get, mm-hmm. and, and that's what we've got. 
So I do still watch some television, um, just not on television. I watch Penn and Teller's BS, excellent television show. Um, that one is one of the ones that I purchase on on DVD. And in fact, I know they're going to be starting up a new season here. I think within the next ten days or so. Looking forward to that. Also uh, enjoyed Weeds, Showtime's Weeds, very very good show. So I consume a little bit, but it's it's an a la carte thing. It's not a I'm not subscribing to any channels or anything like that. Nonetheless, uh, television is changing. In fact, the FCC has mandated, in fact, I believe the mandate came out back in the late 90s about HDTV. And was it that long ago? Yeah, it was a long time ago. In fact, I believe it came out in the late 90s, like 97, 98. There was a six-year window or a ten-year window to where by 2006, I believe the original goal was that by 2006, every television station's transmitter had to be shifted over 100% to digital. Now, I thought that the 2006 date was that they had to be uh, broadcasting digitally, but they didn't have to, but then uh, consumers had another three years or something like that. I thought that 2006 was when they had to shut off the old analog transmitters. Okay. They might have pushed it out, as they normally do with these things. You know, they set a date, and then they find out that nobody can comply in that amount of time, so they push it out, and they push it out. And so my original, um, when I originally heard this story, I was pretty outraged uh, because they're essentially mandating that people have to go out and buy all new television equipment. Mm, but there's good news for those people. What do you mean? Consumers who depend on old-fashioned antennas to watch television won't miss the 2009 Super Bowl, but their analog sets will stop working soon afterwards. Analog TV will no longer receive a signal um, come February the 19th, 2009 unless users update their hardware to receive a digital signal. Federal officials announced... Which is going to cost. I mean, this is going to cost... If they're getting a converter box, that could be a couple hundred dollars. And for poor people in America, that's not necessarily something that everyone can afford. So they're forcing every single American into the position of having to upgrade their equipment. And this converter box, it doesn't even make the HD clear picture. It still just converts it into the old picture it's on a down your converter. old TV. And my question is, what is the point of a government that forces people to do this? I mean, why? Why are they doing that? Oh, I can answer that. Um, the reason why is because the FCC, one of the ways they make money is by auctioning spectrum. And when you look at a television signal, the television band is stretched way across i mean it's all across the uh the band the spectrum uh the frequencies go i don't know how they go pretty low to several hundred megahertz mm -hmm. and it so takes a it, lot of it takes a lot of bandwidth or whatever for to, a television for signal a picture to fly through the air right radio not so much television lots more mm -hmm. and so the new digital television the hdtv service has and actually they've got it's not all HDTV it could be standard definition television as well mm -hmm. anyway the new digital television is uh, a compressed version of the video service and so it doesn't take up as much bandwidth in fact you can fit several subchannels into the same bandwidth that they currently operate on mm -hmm. so essentially this new digital system has allowed them to consolidate all of the existing television channels down into a much smaller space and so when they finally turn off all those transmitters in 2009, then they've eliminated a, a lot of uh, bandwidth that was being used up, and they've freed it up for the FCC to go and put on the auction block so people like Motorola or all these other big companies that are communications companies can place bids on these frequencies and pay the, the FCC big bucks in order to have the so-called user rights or whatever to, uh, to use them. But why couldn't t television stations auction off their own bandwidth? Because um, they don't own the bandwidth. It's the FCC. I understand. They should own their own bandwidth. Sure. They, they've been broadcast. Some of, some of them have been broadcasting on it for 
50 years. That would require the, abolish, uh, the abolition of the FCC, which that, television stations don't want because they're scared of competition. They're scared that you might go out and buy yourself a television transmitter though. and put up an antenna in the air and start your own TV station. How many people are watching TV off rabbit ears? I would think that there's still a good percentage of the what, poor population that are. What, what good percentage of this population do you think it is? If I would it's, say it's that a it's small percentage of the population unlikely, in total, unlike, uh, unlikely that you're talking about a uh, anything more than a single digit. A lot of uh, TV stations don't even broadcast that way. A lot of them just go through cable or satellite. Right. Anyways, I mean, those are cable stations. So there's no, and there's no limit on the amount of cable stations a cable right. company can provide. So there is, but the, the, the competition, smaller, the competition argument is in um is not nearly as valid with television stations as it is with radio stations. You're right about that. It's not. Federal officials announced details Monday about. In fact, even with ra- I know you want to get to this, but I even really, with radio, but I've got an important point here. Even with radio <laughs> stations these days, it's not as valid because of the internet. Mm-hmm. As uh, as WiMAX and Wi-Fi become uh, even more wa- far uh, further spread, then there's going to be more choices. In fact, I was told this week, and and I actually we saw some examples of it over the weekend at the convention about these internet radios that are coming out. You can go and you can purchase a uh, like a radio for your desktop. Your actual desktop, not your computer desktop, an actual radio that you plug into the wall and you turn on and you can surf through 5,000 channels. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're all streaming. It's, a, it's a, basically a computer with a speaker that uh, does cha- you know, internet radio channels. Not only can you get streaming audio on these radios, you can also surf to archived audio. And so it's, it's only a matter of time. Screen. How do they do that? Well, it's only a matter of time, it seems, until that's going to work anywhere. Right now, it probably only works at your office or so. But it'll work wherever there's Wi-Fi. Eventually, that'll be everywhere. What did you say, Mark? The, those computers that we were, or those things that we were looking at, those radios, internet radios that we were looking at, didn't have even screens. How do how do you know where what channel you're landing? There was some on? sort of screen. There was some sort of navigation device there. I see. And you can also pull up MP3 files on it too from the internet. From uh, there's this uh, directory that you have to get on, and I'm looking into how we need how we need to get into that because mm-hmm. we're not in it yet. So I'm sort of been working on that. Well, they um and that's one thing you know the stationary radio that uh, can be within the you know broadcast area of your uh, particular network, but it's a, it's a totally different thing when you're talking about cars. Now right. I'm not saying it's more than a couple of years away. So what is it that the government's going to do about there's this? There's welfare uh, involved, and I want to talk about it. We will talk about that. How the government is going to use your tax dollars to Give people television hardware? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it on the way. Your calls as well about whatever you want to talk about. 800-259-9231. This is your show. You take control of the airwaves. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features totally free. And uh, be sure you enjoy the archives. An entire year's worth of shows right there on the front page of the website for your downloaded convenience. Go get them. They're free. freetalklive.com. What do Adam Smith, Carl Marx, and John Maynard Keynes have in common? Well, they're all the subjects of laissez-faire books. January Lysander Spooner Award winner. In his new book, Mark Skousen turns his eye on the three most prominent figures in economics. Check out The Big Three in Economics and other books and videos on liberty at lfb.com. That's laissez-faire books, lfb.com. 
com. Our number is 800-259-9231. We're talking TV. Not because I like television. I don't. In fact, I think you should watch it less and listen to more Free Talk Live. Uh, but the fact is there are millions of people that do watch television. It's uh, quite the cultural pastime here in America. And things are going to change here within the next few years. In fact, they've been changing. There's been a movement afoot uh, behind the scenes at television stations all across the country to shift their equipment from analog old school style, and go into uh, the 21st century of digital television. Now, I'm all for progress. Really, I am. I like change. I think change is important. It's also inevitable. You have to learn to, uh, to understand and embrace it as much as possible. I do embrace change, but I don't embrace it at the point of a gun. And that's what's going on here. In fact, there's more, there are a lot of aspects to this. We're going to hit on the welfare aspect here in a moment. But the first aspect that's really outrageous is the fact that they mandated, the FCC told television station owners, a lot of them who are still mom and pops, they told television station owners, hey, guess what? You've got less than 10 years to get rid of all of your old analog equipment, which cost you however many millions of dollars when you originally bought it, and buy all new digital equipment and change it all over within the next 10 years. It's going to cost you several more million dollars that, you know, you might not have budgeted for, but hey, we don't care. If you can't afford it, you're just going to have to go out of business. Screw you. That's essentially what the FCC told these television stations. You've got to invest in all new equipment because we said so. And if the market couldn't handle it, if you're in a you know a smaller market television station, uh, I don't know. I don't know how they managed to make it happen. Ad rates sure as hell went up. I can tell you that they would have to. And just because ad rates went up didn't mean that all the advertisers stuck around. Yeah, um, no, I can uh, I, I can assure you that if we uh, tripled our ad rates, that it would uh, cause some of our advertisers to to head Hit south. the highway. Yeah. yeah, sorry. And so they'd either have to raise ad rates or cut staff or or who knows what. Uh, but nonetheless, that was one that was one outrageous aspect. The other one was the fact that they are essentially forcing every American who wants to watch television to upgrade their equipment. Meaning buy a new t- uh, new HDTV or digital TV compatible television set, or buy some sort of a converter box. But what if you can't afford any of that, Mark? Well, um, if you can't afford the uh, converter box, I'll I'll tell you what they intend to do here in just a second. Federal officials announced uh, details Monday about how that transition will work, saying the government will help consumers buy the necessary equipment to upgrade to digital a converter box that attaches to the TV set. Department of Commerce, National Telecommunications Information Administration, that's the NTIA, I didn't even realize that this, I've never even heard of the NTIA before, said that it's setting aside $990 million to pay for the boxes. Each home can request up to two $40 coupons for a digital-to-analog converter box. Two $40, why not one $80 coupon? Because they want to print more. Are the boxes that cheap now? They didn't used to be. Um, which consumer electronic uh, marketer uh, makers such as RCA and LG plan to produce prices for the box have not been determined, but industry consumer groups will have estimated they will run between fifty and seventy-five dollars each. So you can get these coupons for more than the value. I don't know if you can buy a few extra things at Radio Shack while you're there. Besides our own consumer education efforts, the NTIA is working with partners such as broadcasters consumer electronics retailers, manufacturers, and consumer organizations to reach out to those most in need of the coupon program. In need. Need. Got to have television. TV. <laughs> Set the television. Well, you know, it's really important to, uh, I think, some government officials that people be hooked on television because it really is, a lot of it's really just dumbing down programming. A lot of it encourages uh, this sort of dumbed down attitude that people have in America, this sort of... Uh, 
I like my Cartoon Network, by the way. Shallow. I'm not talking about the Cartoon Network. I'm just talking about pop culture in general. This just sort of shallowness. It's distracting. Uh, that people have. It's so distracting. The television itself, you mean? Yeah, I watch TV. You can sit on the couch and just watch crap for hours and mm-hmm. hours on end. And I see my friends do it all the time. That's what they'd rather do instead of get active, learn what's actually going on in the world. They'd rather yep. sit down and watch MTV that has absolutely no bearing on their lives whatsoever. It's absolutely, it's it's almost entirely mindless. In fact, I think they've actually done studies where they find that, uh, where they found that your brain waves like shuts down. You know, you've got different <laughs> levels of activity in your brain. There's the alpha patterns, the I don't know what they're all called. There's the different patterns, and as you get uh, into sleeping range, when you're in your bed, you go through different steps, different cycles in your brain. And they found that um, your very your brain is very inactive while you're watching television. You're just not engaged really much at all. Whereas when you're listening to the radio, um, you're more activated because, well, you, first of all, you can do other things as you listen to the radio. When you're watching TV, I mean, even, some people try to do things while they watch TV, but it's I've tried to do things. It's just not easy. It's, it, it's hard to focus on something when you're actively engaged in watching motion pictures on a screen. Well, the pictures are given to you. If you're listening to radio, you have to imagine what's going on in exactly. your head. Exactly. Imagination right. is taking place. Like You might be able to pull off something really easy, like ironing. Yeah. But not much else. Uh, beyond that, you're, you know, you're just not going to be able to do it while you're watching television. So television uh, is dangerous uh, to your mind, and I think that that's one of the reasons why some of these government planners, central planners, would like people to continue watching television. That's why they're uh, saying that, oh, you need TV. You need to have these converter boxes. Yeah, um, they're estimating that uh, something between uh, 7 and 13% of the population still, still uses rabbit ears uh, mm. exclusively, which I just find baffling. But uh, Congress set a deadline several years ago in an effort to free the nation's airwaves for public safety and other services. The whole digital TV transition will enable public safety responders to have more spectrum for to operate um, for more operability and public safety uses. That's such a load of crap. It is absolutely a load they, of crap. There are not going to be public safety officials bidding in the FCC auction when they mm-hmm. put up these uh, these old analog television frequencies for they sale. They might keep maybe five percent of it. I mean, how much? How much airwaves do they? How many airwaves do these people need? The public officials? Yeah, they don't. I mean, they've already got. Uh, go ahead and go and look up scanner frequencies uh, on the internet for your town, and you'll see that every public official agency already has uh, allocated channels. What do you? I mean, there's the fire department channel. There, mm-hmm. the, there are a few police channels. There's the ambulance channel. What what really what more do you need? That's like five channels. I mean that takes up all of a few megahertz of spectrum. And there are thousands of megahertz want, of spectrum. If they want some more spectrum, all they have to do is switch them over to digital, and then they'll have five times, ten times sure. the spectrum. It's it's they're just covering their butts on this one. They're trying right. to make it sound like they're helping. They're people. lying. Is they're what trying, they're doing. That's right. They're trying to make it sound like they're helping people stay safe when in fact what they want to do is auction the frequencies off to just, the highest bidder. It Crap. also looks like someone else might be getting rich in this too who did he say makes these boxes that everyone will need mm-hmm. um you know just ma- uh, manufacturers uh, yeah they're gonna RCA get some sweet government contracts millions and millions of dollars to make those boxes i would love to make a product that people were forced to buy guaranteed sales mm-hmm. well they're not forced to buy it. well but, they are well, if they want to watch television no that's not force 
I understand what you're saying, Mark. But I'm, I'm only, the government I, I, is forcefully taking saying. their existing TV away from them. Um, the Would you agree with that? No, the government is uh, forcing the TV uh, broadcasters to switch over to a different it's system. It's forced by proxy. It I, seems I, that I understand. I'm just telling you there's no force involved on the consumer end. Well, it seems like they're making a product illegal in a sense. I, I, it's not going to be illegal to have outdated uh, devices. But it would be illegal to send it out on the airwaves. It would be illegal to true. produce. If you, if you flipped on an analog television transmitter after that particular date in 2009, you absolutely would be breaking the law. The transition to di- digital TV um, world might uh, was thought to be smooth. Consumers were expected to move digital televisions naturally as they became cheaper and more attractive to buy. New technology and services such as high-definition television were also supposed to push consumers into upgrading their television. And indeed, as prices continue to drop, consumers are picking up digital televisions, particularly flat screens, in droves. But consumer groups worry that the poor and middle-class families who can't afford to spring for a new television will get left behind. Your thoughts on the impending changes in the television world and your calls about whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The number is 800-259-9231. That would be the packet 8.net toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark, you can bring up whatever's on your mind, toll-free, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. We would like you to voluntarily support the show by voting for us, though. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com if you've yet to do it in this month of March. We'd like for you to, uh, again, once again, to vote.freetalklive.com. Take you less than a minute's time. All you need is your email address, and it makes a big difference because your votes aggregated together, totaled up, will uh, push us to the top of the podcast charts. In fact, I believe we're currently at the top of the podcast charts, but it's usually a tenuous hold on the first place position, so we need to continue getting new votes throughout the month. So if you've yet to go and do it, head now to vote.freetalklive.com. If you already have, thank you very much. If you already have also, please consider um, telling your friends or asking your friends very nicely to also go to vote.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. We're talking television because, well, the FCC's got some mandates that they've been throwing around for the last decade or so, essentially saying that everything must change. Now, again, I'm all for change. It's just that when the FCC mandates it, I, uh, I oppose it. Um, I think that the industry will change on its own. I believe color television came out, came about without the FCC's involvement. Can you imagine? People upgraded color television sets because they wanted a better picture. Right. And they did it all on their own without the government getting involved. The FCC did not mandate any of the new television technologies that have come out. Uh, digital light projection, uh, the, uh, let's see, Elcos systems, the LCD projector systems. There's all there's at least three, if not more, different competing internal technologies, and they, they're still manufacturing the old CRT-type tubes. Uh, all of these are being uh, manufactured and played off of one another, which are resulting in uh, drastic price drops. Uh, even plasma is another one. Plasma has right. come down dramatically. It seems like when you buy a you know a 13 inch television at uh, one of the the big the big box stores, mm-hmm. you're basically paying for shipping. 
I mean, yeah, pretty much. You know, it's fifty dollars or less for one of these things, right? And that includes a VCR half the time. I, you know, I haven't priced them. It's out, getting cheap. It but really it, is. But they really are cheap. They are cheap, and it seems like you couldn't drive a truck full of them there for the kind of prices that they're selling them at. It seems like it, but yet the marketplace manages it amazingly. Amazingly. Uh, so the FCC did not mandate any of this. The marketplace did it on its own. So we really don't need the FCC to tell us to go to HDTV. It would have happened anyway. They're just doing it to serve themselves. But, yeah, not only are they doing it to serve themselves in that they get to auction off the uh, existing spectrum after it's freed up from the analog channels, but also the other bureaucracies, the NT, what, uh, NTIA or whatever it was NTI, you were talking about, NTIA, yeah. now they're going to get to hire extra bureaucrats to dole out coupons to the American people. Because the excuse is that the American people need television. These are the terms they're using. They the, absolutely are using terms just like that in this article. That the American people need television, mm-hmm. and but, but some of them are too poor to buy these converter boxes that they're going to need for 2009 when the big switch comes on. And so, therefore, taxpayers are going to be footing the bill for probably several million converter boxes uh, or coupons they're that will go towards aside, those purchases. They're setting aside like $1.5 billion to do, of taxpayer money to do this um, this conversion to help people be held harmless. Well, it seems we have the right to TV now. That's what they're saying, yeah. <laughs> how, do you, uh, how do you get it to the people who need it, says Mark Cooper, director of, the, of research for the Consumer Federation of America. Has Congress set aside enough money to make sure everyone is held harmless? The answer is probably not. Now, you oh, we a, need more. Now you have a billion. problem of certain consumers being hurt. Now, that much is true. They're, they're being hurt. But um, they have a TV set that works today but won't work tomorrow, and they have to spend money to make it work again. Cooper said broadcasters have not made it appealing for consumers. Broadcasters are to blame. They have not made it appealing for consumers to pay for a new TV set, such as introducing better high-definition programming and other services. This is oh a dilemma made by the broadcasters, said Cooper. If Who you, is this guy? This is the uh, director of research for the Consumer Federation of America. Um, he's just a, you know, a big, big government sycophant. Yeah. If they... If they had done their job and innovated, we would not have this problem. If the FCC hadn't stepped in and mandated, we wouldn't have this problem either, Mr. Exactly Cooper. Exactly right. And that's a hell of a lot easier and a hell of a lot cheaper than what you're talking about. Starting January the 1st, 2008, all U.S. households will be able to start requesting the coupons, said uh, Sedmick. Um, of the initial $990 million allocated is used up, another $510 million will be set aside to cover the cost of the coupons. Uh, consumers, five hundred and ten million just to print the coupons. Well, uh, to to cover the cost, uh, I guess that they'll be they have to. How is it that the, uh, the coo- how is it that the poor people of America, which is who they're talking about, because you said it doesn't that 7%, say that though. Anybody can write in and get one of these coupons. I thought you told me during the break that they are going to be required to prove. Yeah, that you're they right. don't have you're cable right. television. My, my mistake, I was thinking that uh, is all you had to do is write in, and, and you're, you're correct. It says consumers must show that they do not subscribe to cable or satellite <laughs> or other television services. Now, imagine There's only one way to do trying that. to prove a negative. Well, I don't have cable at my house. I guess we got to come into your house then. Yeah, that's the only way to prove that. I mean, you cannot just make that claim and have a bureaucrat believe you. They're going to have to come in and hook up uh, a, a spectrometer or something like that to your cable jacks in your house to prove there's not a live signal coming to them uh, from the cable company. They'll inspect your roof for dish uh, for dish network televisions and di- di- direct TVs and that sort of thing. Yeah, it, it's amazing to me. 
And, of course, that will be an excuse for the bureaucrats to hire on more bureaucrats and expand the size of their bureaucracy. They'll go to Congress and say, so many people are applying for these coupons. We don't have enough bureaucrats to go out and serve the people. We need to get out there with more bureaucrats on the street so we can help assess whether or not people actually have their – so we can spend $200 on assessing whether or not people want to get, are able to get this, 400, uh, this $40 coupon. I just I, – I, I can't imagine what you're saying so. I just – it just seems – How else are they going to do they're, they can't. That's the thing. Um, you know, you, you'll have to give some kind of affidavit over the, the telephone or right. write, send a letter or whatever it is that you're going to do to get one of these coupons. Uh, it, it, this is just nonsense. Here's what People I are going to abuse this welfare system just like they abuse every other welfare system. Well, but here's what I want to know. How is it that the message about the free boxes is going to effectively get out to these poor consumers. That's, are they going that's to a question mandate, that's been asked in this article, and no one seems to have the answer. Are they going to mandate that the television stations run PSAs? Use their valuable airtime. Right. Hundreds of dollars per commercial, if not thousands, or tens of thousands in some television um, companies' cases, to run these, uh, these commercials? Man, are you, are you kidding? While I'm down, could you please kick me in the teeth? I have not only do I have to pay to uh, upgrade to your high definition broadcast that you're making me do it but now you're going to make me pay for these um you know these ads I've got to give that, give away these ads for free mm-hmm. please just go ahead and kick me in my kidney while I'm laying here this is just going to kill even more local broadcasting. I mean, I know when I did have TV, I like tuning into the local channel mm-hmm. of New Hampshire and seeing some local broadcasting and what's going on in New Hampshire. They had some cool programming. But as time goes on and I've tuned into these channels, there's more and more national coverage. And you don't get that local coverage anyways, which takes away the sure. whole point that I wanted to watch television anyways. It, it costs money to create local, original local content. It does. And, it's, it's more costly. And as budgets continue to get cut... And as the FCC raises their fees, which the FCC's fees are exorbitant uh, for running television and radio stations. As the costs continue to go up to run these stations, they have to keep cutting back. That's just the way the the business has been running, and it's unfortunate uh, that that's been happening. But really, how are they going to get the message out to the consumer? Are they going to buy full-page? Are they going to take, you know, they've got a few billion bucks to work with here. Are they going to buy full-page ads in newspapers to uh, spread the word that there are these free boxes available? And, you know, thank goodness they aren't doing this in radio. There's this whole HD radio thing that you mm-hmm. might have heard about. Odds are against it. <laughs> Odds are heavily against it. The world is exactly on fire for HD radio. <laughs> right. It's sort of, uh, thank goodness they didn't mandate this because this would be even worse I mean, there are so many radios out there in use. Mm-hmm. If they were to say, oh, everybody's got to flip over to HD radio by 2012. Right. There's you'd have $10 to... radios out there. What are you going to do? Pay for a $40 box to, so that you can convert? To, um, yeah, every the, the car station? radio would have to be upgraded. <laughs> and and every radio that you use, the people use in their homes. Right. And that would also make uh, all the antique radios that many, many people like to collect and use. Um, and I can imagine this is true for television too. There's somebody out there, that, uh, you know, there's there's a percentage out of a uh, hundred people, uh, you know, probably a percentage of a percentage, they that ha- use old, that have old televisions and like to turn them on when company comes over and say, look, right here, it's black and white, but this baby still works it's from 1939. Yep. And yeah. so this gives you some. Just thinking about the radio aspect should give you some idea of the task these people are trying to take on. There are a ton of television sets out there. Yeah, they're going to allow these families to have one or two coupons, but the average family has four or five television sets and in their home. it's all the greedy bureaucrats' faults. All their fault. It totally is. 
Your thoughts at 800-259-9231. On the way, Toby's got a story about a sex offender who, well, he's being forced to move. And it's a sad story. We'll explain on the way your calls as well about whatever you want. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want, toll-free, 800-259-9231, the packet, 8.net, toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features, totally free. Enjoy them. They're on us, freetalklive.com. Coming up here uh, this hour, got a couple stories about, well, just some outrageous decisions on the, uh, the part of government in regards to your personal freedoms to live life how you choose. And we'll start out with uh, Toby's story from somewhere in America with a sex offender or a so-called sex offender, right, Toby? That's right. This is from MSNBC um, in Florida. A Deltona sex offender was told he needed to move Monday after being found in violation of a May 2006 city ordinance. Matamonas Juan Matamonas mm. was the first case brought by Deltona court under the new sex offender law. Deltona's ordinance, stricter than those in state and neighboring cities, prohibits sex offenders and sexual predators from living within 2,500 feet of a school, bus stop, daycare center, park, or playground. Now, this isn't unusual. No, no, it's not unusual, but this is the sort of um, unintended consequences. The politicians don't even think about it. What they say, what what they hear is, well, there's a a motion in front of the uh, board of politicians and uh, all other all-knowing creatures uh, should we allow sex offenders to live within 2,500 feet of schools, churches, uh, bus stops. No, and, uh, they're uh, bad. Yeah, sex, sex offender in front of... No, no, that's a bad idea. Quick, let's make this law. This is a good idea. And then off they go. And it, it just it makes perfectly good sense oh, at the time. Oh, then they get to go on news programs and talk about how they're really looking out for your kids. I mean, that's another side benefit for them. They know that they'll be able to use this, uh, their vote on this particular law, to campaign and get reelected. Oh, yeah, if you're tough on sex offenders, you've right. got, people got to love you. Keeping kids safe. Now, this is what's really sick, is he's not your typical sex offender. Um, the 49-year-old took Or the maybe st- he is. Well, could be. The 49-year-old took the stand before Volusia County Judge Peter Marshall in DeLand on Monday to say he never molested... <laughs> Volusia. Um, well, I'm from New Hampshire. I know. We're, it's the two Florida guys here with the guy from New Hampshire, so we're having fun with you there. <laughs> well, I know the folks in D-Land are worried. <laughs> well, he says he never molested anyone back in 1986 but just got drunk and urinated on the side of a car along Massachusetts Street when three people passed by and saw him. He requested he not have to move his two young sons to an area concentrated with a concentrated number of sex offenders. Now, he uh. claimed that he peed someplace that he wasn't supposed to, public peeing, um, or they that some bureaucrat or another checked this out. Because this, this concerns me a little bit. If I were a sex offender, I would find the most innocuous um, you know, sex offense that I could uh, own up to in order to, I, you know, I mean, it seems crazy to lie about it in an article like this, but if they're getting the information from him instead of doing their research, 
Usually reporters do research. Well, you know what? Un- unfortunately, the court agreed with them. The the court. Um, I'll get into a couple more quotes they have. But okay. the case is so old that they've lost the original paperwork. Getting down into what his wife says, as she says, this case is so old they don't have the right paperwork. Hmm. Um, if we had the money, he would uh, be fine. But because we can't afford a lawyer, we're the ones who get screwed. Hmm. Now, um, the city attorney, um, Roland Blossom, presented Deltona's case, requesting that Matamoros have reasonable time to move his children so they aren't pulled out of school. This is not a case we feel good about prosecuting, said Blossom. But we'll do it anyway. Uh, That's right. He did not ask for jail time, but says, however, it does put us in a situation that violates the ordinance um so yes and one size must fit all that's right you can't violate the ordinance even if the ordinance was poorly thought out even if we have bad law here who cares even if the ordinance will result in these two young boys being in close proximity to every sex offender in deltona because that's what's going on here because in case you aren't aware as i said this is not unusual there are cities and counties around the country that have passed similar legislation that effectively ban sex offenders from residing within, sometimes it's just a 1,000 feet, sometimes in this case 2,500 feet or somewhere between, of a school, a bus stop, or a playground, or anywhere else children happen to gather. And as if you take a map of the area, and you take a compass, and you find every bus stop and every park, and you draw little circles around each area, and you look at the map after you're done with that, try to find an area of town that does not, it is not encompassed by one of those circles. It is next to impossible. You and are not driving only, people Not only out. is it an area of town that's not next to one of those circles, that's not within, encompassed in one of those circles, but it's also an area in town that has buildings on it that you can live in. Because those, you know, I mean, when you start looking at the amount of land that's actually got a structure on it, it's not that much. And 2,500 feet surrounding every bus stop, that in and of itself will pr- pretty much put you out of the picture. Yeah, also, the places that are available, they're, like you said, very small, that's where all the other sex offenders are forced <laughs> to go. Exactly. So, it's the sex, uh, sex offender commune, and, and then if you want to get rid of them, it's all you have to do is put a bus stop there. Yep. Bam, they're out of there. <laughs> but this man's being forced to move his two young children into this area. Exactly right. So, I don't know, it sounds crazy. There's a couple more quotes from the sher- from the local sheriff. Um, he says, but Volusia's county sheriff, Sergeant Eric er- Eggs. Um, Egan said Matamoros isn't being entirely honest. He got the information about Deltona's new sex offender law when he registered in November and charred and changed his address. And he also violated felony drug um, violations. Oh, no. He is not the family man he says he is. What a jerk. What a scumbag. I don't know exactly what. I'm talking about the cop, not the uh, Matamare or whatever his name is. I, I don't know what a felony drug uh, probation violation has to do with being a sex offender. But or, a par- a bad, or a bad parent. Uh, plenty of parents smoke marijuana out there. In fact, over 50% of parents have admitted to smoking marijuana at some point in their lives. A number of them are still current marijuana smokers, and it doesn't do anything to affect their parenting abilities yeah, at it, all. Nowhere in here does it say when this happened. I don't believe it was a recent thing. It doesn't look like it from the article, but it makes him not a family man. 1-800-259-9231. If you are someone who agrees with this law, if you're someone who thinks that this is a great idea, excluding sex offenders from being able to essentially live within a, within a city, uh, because they're going to the outskirts, they're going to go to the trailer park that is on the outskirts of town, 
and they're all going to live there together. Now, this man who peed on the side of a car because he was so drunk... Back in 1986, before it was a law to register. Right, 20 (laughs) years ago he did this. He pees on the side of a car. He was He's in his 40s now, right? So he was a 20, yep. 20-something-year-old. Everybody makes mistakes. People screw up, and a lot of people get drunk, and they have to go, they have to urinate. And that's what he did. Somebody caught him. I don't know why anyone would bother calling the police on someone peeing behind a building or on a car or something like that. But uh, anyway, he got caught. He went into the system, and now he, for the rest of his life, is a pariah. And especially so if they're actually excluding him from living where he has been living for the past however many years. Well, it also says here that um, the only information on the National Sex Registry um, states that Matamoros is guilty of two counts of open and gross lewd and lascivious behavior. So this means that it doesn't even give the details of what happened. It just says he exposed himself when really this could happen to anybody. It absolutely could. Let's go to the phones to Fred in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Fred, you're on Free Talk Live with the Toby and Mark. Hello, hello, gentlemen. Hey, Fred, what's on your uh, mind? That sex offender thing, I wanted to see if there's any sex offenders around where I live. Okay. I've been involved in divorce for quite a long time, you know. I was head of a divorce group, you know, of men. I didn't no, know I'm that. not divorced. Okay. I'm a product of divorce. And I was really surprised. You have to go on the sex offender webpage. Mm-hmm. They even count men who had a fight with their wife. And if really? the cops had to come and break up a fight between a husband and a wife, they are considered sex offenders. What? Seriously? This is what I, this is what I gather. Wow. I might be wrong. I, I didn't realize somebody... it went that far. No, but that's what you saw. You saw the actual offense. It showed the person, and then it showed their so-called offense, and that was one yeah. of them? Mm-hmm. Wow. Just having a fight with your wife. You know, and you get arrested, and if the cop comes, you know, and you know, domestic violence between husband and wife, especially with women the way they are today... They don't want to stay home and raise their children anymore. They want to go out and buy their brand new cars. You know, but if you have a fight with your wife and the cops come, you're automatically a sex offender. Now, Fred, That's are you, are you a father? Are you a father? Destroy him. All right, so you've got kids. Are, are you concerned about sex offenders uh, possibly molesting your children? No, because when the mothers stay home, how come we didn't have this problem when I was growing up? I'm 66 years old. Hang on, Fred. I'll bring you back. Hang on. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. I want to hear from somebody, and Fred's not that person, but I want to hear from somebody who is uh, who is for these sex offender laws, these laws that mandate registration, these laws that mandate that they, they can't even live in city limits. More on the way. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features totally free. Enjoy them. They're on us, including the wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. Over a thousand pages created by listeners like you. You can do it, too. Just go to wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. And Sakel CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Sakel knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. As we go back to Fred Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Fred, you're back. Yeah, uh, well, you know, just a couple more points. 
when I was growing up, I was 66 years old, back in the 50s, you know, a pedophile, there was, we never heard of pedophiles. Because if a pedophile walked in the neighborhood, all the mothers all stayed home. And who's that man? Who's that man? Right away, there was a war. You know, the women were out there protecting their children. Mm-hmm. Today, there's no way 85% of the mothers are in the workforce. Yeah, and you just can't, you, know, you just can't keep on you know, having kids and not raise them. You know, this is exactly what's happening in our country. It's One true. more point real quick. The last time I think I spoke to you guys, I mentioned about the workforce. 52% of the workforce works for the government directly or indirectly. And you guys, you guys said, nah, no, no. I think we were surprised. We were surprised, but, surprised, but you made a good case for yeah. it. Okay, but you do believe me. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to. I know the economist you had on there. He agreed with me 100%. Yeah, well, I... But see, that's something nobody wants to talk about. It's, I, I was surprised to think about it, but when you said directly or indirectly, I didn't really think of all the government contracts and, and those kind of things and how people are, uh, you know, like, for instance, construction crews building roads. Right. I don't really think of them as government employees, but you're right. They're getting government well, they're money. they're getting paid with tax dollars indirectly. Every, while they're in building that road, they're getting paid with tax dollars, so they're government employees. The only good thing about it is when they're done building a road, they go home, and they don't, and they don't get these fabulous pensions worker government employees get. You know, Fred, I want to jump back to the sex offender thing while I've got you on the phone. As a father, um, someone who's obviously concerned uh, with the safety of his children. These... Well, I don't have any children now. They're all grown. Well, uh, let's pretend that you do. Or you, okay. you know, this is 20 years ago or whatever. Um, so you're concerned with the safety of your children. You find out that the government has come out with this sex offender list, which unfortunately also lists people who peed behind a tree at a public park. Uh, not actually all real sex offenders, in my opinion. But nonetheless, the excuse behind the list is that, well, we need to give parents a tool to help keep their kids safe. Do you feel like this is going to condition parents, uh, the, the more less thinking of the parents out there? Is it going to condition them into thinking that the government is going to keep their kids safe? That, that having this list of sex offenders uh, so you can identify who the sex offenders are is going to keep kids safe? Do you feel like people will be lulled into a false sense of security by this? Definitely. Because one thing it's going to, one thing it does prop up, it props up how many government employees we hire. We've got to hire more and more government employees. It's called the Egalian Principle, where they create a problem, and the solution is that to hire more government employees. Yeah, that's certainly and they the, create the problem in the first place. It's certainly the uh, the pattern that they follow, and it would seem to me that the uh, the fatal flaw in this system, beyond the fact that it's just outrageous and an invasion of privacy, and uh, and I just I I just am against it in general. But it, it would seem to me that it's going to lull parents into a false sense of security. Parents are going to say, "Well, I'll just have to check the uh, the database here to see if there's any sex offenders on my street." Well, hello, they are only catching some sex offenders. <laughs> this doesn't do anything to keep your kids more safe. You still don't know who all the sex offenders are and the child molesters are out there who are looking uh, for your children that have not gotten caught. You, you, the, your next door neighbor could be a sex offender, and if he's not in the list, that doesn't mean anything. You'll never know it until it might be too late. So I think the best thing that parents can do if they want to keep their kids safe is to teach them to be sensible about dealing with strangers and not just rely on the government. Fred, your final thoughts. Well, the thing of it is, how many people out there how many people are really pedophiles? I, I find that really hard to believe. I doubt it's less than one-third of one percent of all the men out there are pedophiles. 
Maybe right. I don't know. I mean, the fact is, when that when they actually do these uh, born uh, these child porn busts, it turns out that the pedophiles are people who are, in many cases, of all economic strata. They'll bust a guy in his trailer in his trailer park, and then they'll go and bust a doctor or a pediatrician or a, or a priest or a policeman. I mean, these people are all over the place. Thank you for the call, Fred. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. And that's what I want to reiterate to the parents out there. They, they could be anybody. And they're not going to be in that list. Right. Um, you know, we have this picture that the pedophile is wearing a, you know, plaid flannel shirt. Driving um, a van. And, and, and his, uh, you know, his jeans don't fit quite right. And his uh, T-shirt underneath the plaid flannel shirt's kind of dirty. And his hair's disheveled. And um, he's, yeah. he's, uh, his, underneath his fingernails aren't as clean as they could possibly be. And this is the guy. Well, I'll tell you what. There may be that guy out there, but that's not the only one who's doing it. There's priests, there's cops, there's all kinds of these authority figures out there. The good sex offenders, the ones who are, um, you know, the Cub Scout leaders, you know, all these guys are smarter than, you know, the guy with the dirty fingernails. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. That's right. It lulls pe- Also, going back to what you said, it does lull people into a false sense of security that they're protected. All they have to do is log onto the Internet and see all the sex offenders that are around their neighborhood. Well, when you put up laws that restrict where people live, if they can't live within a 1,000 feet of a school bus, they have to register their address every time they move, all this, these restrictions, people are just going to stop registering. I mean, they can't live anywhere in the city. They're just going to move somewhere and disappear off the radar. Sure. There, you don't know who's hasn't been caught yet. You don't know who's been caught and just hasn't registered. Absolutely. And it's just a false sense of security that doesn't really exist. 1-800-259-9231. I want to hear from someone that supports sex offender registries. There must be people out there listening that support these ideas because the politicians certainly use them. They certainly uh, use them as a platform to get themselves reelected. They certainly do. Someone thinks this is a good idea. I don't, though. 1-800-259-9231. Other news from Declan McCullough at CNET. Thousands of websites with message boards or chat rooms would be encouraged to check their lists of res- uh, registered users against a federal list of sex offenders, according to forthcoming legislation in U.S. Congress. The proposal says that such websites may, but are not required to, send a formal statement to the U.S. Department of Justice to request a list of sex offenders' email addresses and screen names used for instant messaging. A press conference planned, uh, blah, 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 was to announce the sex offender legislation. A draft version was seen in advance by blah, 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 blah. These, uh, this bill provides social networking sites, which are an increasingly popular way for kids to connect with their friends, with one more tool to help keep our children safe from dangerous predators on the Internet. Uh, according to one of the uh, legislators. The legislation may also help allay public relations problems with News Corp-owned MySpace that they've encountered after a series of incidents involving adults using the popular service to seek sex with youths. Earlier this month, for instance, uh, this is in January, MySpace said it had developed on, uh, online software to let parents know what their children were doing. Current federal law requires sex offenders provide to the federal registry, including their name, social security number, home address, work address, license plate number, DNA sample, fingerprints, and palm prints. This is all current law. Pomeroy's so-called Keeping the Internet Devoid of Sexual Predators Act, or KIDS Act, would add the requirement of providing an email address, instant message name, and any other similar Internet identifier. You heard that right. The new regulation, presuming this passes, and I don't see any reason why anyone's going to vote against another piece of sex offender legislation. This new legislation is going to require sex offenders to list their email addresses and instant message handles. Ridiculous. What difference does it make if they do? They can just get another. 
they would be required to list that as well. well they're well, required to, but please. More on the way. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. It is Free Talk Live, and it's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. The Packet8.net toll-free line is 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. Updates are available, so whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show, you'll know first if you're on the updates list. So get on it by going to updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. We're talking sex offenders and going to the phones. Mike in Montana listening on KGEZ. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Toby, and Mark. Hello, Mike. Good evening, guys. How are you? Great. What's on your mind? Well, you know... I do think sex offenders should be registered. Why? Well, I think they should be registered at the local cemeteries where I think they should be registered. What's that supposed to mean? I think someone needs to get caught uh, raping a child. It should be a quick uh, constitutional uh, uh, judgment against them, you know, quick and uh, speedy trial and then a good execution. I can understand they how they can't be tra- they can't be trusted with the most innocent amongst us. They can't be trusted with anything. I can understand how it is that um that you would like to see the legal system work perfectly, but 120 men have been released more than 120 men have been released from death row since 1971 when we reinstated it. Then that says to me that we um have probably executed some innocent men in that amount of time. And so I think increasing the crimes is only going to increase our error percentage. How many innocent men are you willing to kill in order to get this uh, vil- this uh, vision of yours enacted? Well, obviously, our country is willing to kill innocent people in, what, 30,000, 50,000 over in Iraq? So I think our country is prepared to do it. Oh, so you're using I don't, the, you're I, don't using... Think, I don't think it's that. <laughs> I, I'd rather clean our streets of these pedophiles and get the ones shaking it. See, if you get pulled over drunk driving, you know you're going to pay a big fine, you know you're going to be embarrassed, you're going to lose your driver's license, but you're not going to die. And okay. these pedophiles are getting off easier than drunk drivers. I don't know if you even understood what Mark said to you. Um, there are innocent people being put to death in this system, and you just sort of glossed over innocent it like it's no big deal. Dying, innocent people are dying on the road. So you've got to so they're they're not being put to death, right? Innocent. Well, dying on the road. I got. I made a choice Those to get into a car. Um, so I mean, you're 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 really it's, breaking. It's an accident that you know. A lot of times it is. There is people that are set up. Do you, have, do you have children, sir? officials or state officials or federal officials, there are people that are set up. Do you have children? Uh, Let it, wait, wait, wait. I want to hear the setup line of reasoning. Go ahead. No, there is people that are set up. So you're There's okay people. with the fact that they're just going to go and uh, burn an electric chair because, uh, well, we want to put some people to death, so it's no big deal if some people happen to die and they were innocent? What I'm saying is, is that the justice system needs to be cleaned up, too. Uh, there, There is innocent people, but... We're talking about children. All right, we, let's... 100, we know for 100% that these children are innocent. We don't know about these adults. I see where and you're coming from. If 120 out of 100,000 are innocent, 
I'm willing to take those odds. What if that odd happens to be your child or your brother? What do you mean? What if the person... My child? Yeah, yeah, your child. What if the person that you're putting to death um, in order to, to, to bolster up this uh, death penalty system of yours that you're, uh, you've come up with uh, for apparently everything from peeing behind a tree on up to, uh, um, you know, treason... How? What if that person uh, that you, know, you put to death, the innocent person? Because I'm talking about child rape, and you're talking about peeing behind a tree is the reason why we got child rapists running around this country like they are. Well, you, you people said like you took it to the extreme and said if we have a death penalty, it has to be for every little single little. Thing. Do you think no, the death penalty death stopped penalty one murder? Rape. Should I say? Oh, do you yeah. think the death yeah. penalty has stopped yeah, there, one yeah, murder? Yeah. There was this guy that one time that was, you know, just really getting crazy on me. And I thought, well, if I kill him, I get in a bit, lot of trouble, so I walked away. <laughs> well, you said a lot of trouble, but I think that a life, um, a life prison sentence is probably pretty much the same in the mind of a criminal as a, a death sentence. I don't think that it, in and of itself, the specifically uh, a death sentence is a um, is a you know is going to fix this situation. You never, Mark, you never had a chance to finish your point because you inserted the uh, thing about peeing behind a tree, and it sort of threw everything off track. Your point originally was. Uh, Mike, you're willing to sacrifice the lives of innocent people in order to foster, uh, to continue to promote your system of putting people to death. Mark's question was, what if the person, the innocent person that was being put to death, turned out to be your brother? Well, what if it I was you? It. Well, I, you know what you get in an acquittal. I mean, excuse me, you get a trial, you get an appeal. And if the appeal doesn't work, then it's it's a done deal. Well, I, I so no big deal, huh? You're just going to go ahead and go out, you, just like you got to go out in order to to, to uh, support this death penalty system. You'll do it, huh? It's a lot of tough talk, I, Mike. I bet your well, feelings would be I'll, a little I'll, bit I'll different you, if you I'll were the you one what. facing the the death penalty. I tell you what, I would get more in trouble as a father for killing the bastard who would be raping my kid. Then I then the guy actually raping my kid and that's wrong. I doubt that's true and I there are uh, certainly some publicized cases around the country and it's reprehensible in my mind um, that that rapists get off with uh, short term sentences. It's um, well, I say we make a lot fewer crimes and make the 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 penalties for those crimes stick. Let's legalize drugs to clean that, up the prisons. Remember that guy kidnapped those two kids? Well, I was in a gas station. And the lady said this most horrible thing. She said just a few minutes ago, the cops arrested this guy. Are you still with me on the radio? I'm, I'm with you. Okay. And I said, what it's about? And she goes, you know, those two kids that are looking for him. I'm like, yeah. Well, I was just 10 minutes behind when the cops arrested him. Hmm. Well, you know, I, I started really understanding that case. That guy had been caught over a 15-year period three times. And let out of jail. And what? But who's to say what kind of um, evidence they had against the guy? I don't know. I can't speak to those things. And I'm telling you, it is reprehensible when a um, sex offender or a, you know a child molester manages to get off with a with a really light sentence when it's obvious that they did something. I'm not presupposing. I'm not saying that they should get off with light sentences. I am saying that once they've done their time, they should be allowed to re-enter societies for the chance that they may be able to go on and live a productive life. And I'm also saying that we shouldn't kill people. Um, you know, we, we shouldn't have a death penalty for sex offenders simply because the government is fallible and makes mistakes. Mike, I want to just hit another couple of issues here with you um, real quick. 
uh, also, and under this category of sex offender, we have people who've publicly urinated. Do you think those people should be considered sex offenders? No. Okay. No. We that's, also that's have ridiculous. We I mean, also if, hold, if, hold, if, hold if, on. If, hold if, on. If, there's a point here, Mike. Year, if, let's jump a little bit more here. If a 21-year-old dating a 17-year-old, that's not a sex. That's offender. where I was going to go next. And no. what if? Uh, what about a 14-year-old taking naked pictures of his 14-year-old girlfriend? That's still child and child. No, what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, but the problem, but the problem with this um, uh, is, Mike, that you don't run the system. I agree with everything you've just said um, in those last three statements. I agree, but the problem is we have bureaucrats that run these system. Bureaucrats that think that it's best to give a um, sex with a minor charge to two 12-year-olds that have sex with each other. And felonies. Give, felonies. The, the the big felonies. First first degree felonies. Sex with a minor. Uh, you know yeah, that's the, what they that's how they the solve same, these problems and the and the, the way they get the power to do that mike is people like you we need to take the power away from them not give it to them they well, only make mistakes with it i'm sorry go ahead i i agree with you i mean these same bureaucrats are the ones looking at the web pages and soliciting pages <laughs> they do that fair know. enough you're absolutely right mike thanks for the call appreciate it 800-259-9231 to david in montana listening on kgez you're on free talk live with the intopian mark hey david long live free talk Indeed, sir. What's up? <laughs> hey uh i think if they're going to be posting the names they should put them in classes you know one two three or so i, I want to know if it's the guy just peed behind a tree i want to know if it's just uh an 18-year-old with a 17-year-old or a 16-year-old or it's two 14-year-olds just taking pictures. Or but I want to know about them pervert guys that prey on the little kids and kill them and do na- you know, do the real nasty I ones. think I it's want, okay to I, those know Those are the them. ones that you rip their head off and throw them out in the ocean and stuff. Woo, thank you, but, David. Uh, Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I think it's fine to know. I think it's fine to spread the information. Just do it on a private basis. Have private agencies do it. Let's come back with more Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. We invite you to our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy them. Though, do uh, support the show on a voluntary basis. You can do that by buying some stuff over at store.freetalklive.com. We have got Free Talk Live t-shirts, Free Talk Live hats. These are very high-quality branded merchandise, not crap. It is not cheap crap. You're going to really, I think you're going to like it. Um, in fact, so far, pretty much everybody has liked what uh, what they've purchased. Haven't heard any complaints. I think the only issues might have been that somebody bought a t-shirt that was a size too large, in which case they shipped it back and got it exchanged and problem solved. So head over to store.freetalklive.com. You'll also find the free marketeer flag, the classic archive DVD collector sets, and more, including free bumper stickers. It's all there at store.freetalklive.com. 1-800-259-9231 to take control of the airwaves. Talking about the sex offender situation, there's a new law that's being proposed in Congress, and I would say it's probably likely to pass because if you just write sex offender on the title of a law, then you're going to get votes. I mean, who wants to be seen as, which legislator wants to be seen as being soft on sex offenders? So this particular law, in addition to what current federal law already requires, by the way, current federal law already requires sex offenders to provide their name, social security number, home address, work address, license plate number, DNA sample, fingerprints, and palm prints, all to the federal sex offender database. 
the new legislation would increase that requirement to include an email address as well as an instant message name or any other similar Internet identifier. The offender's email address and other Internet information will be generally exempt from disclosure to the public, for now. Social networking sites, however, would be permitted to request it in confidence from the Attorney General. Social networking sites are defined as any commercial website that permits people, uh, permits people to create their own web pages and offers a mechanism for communicating with others, which would include sites like Slashdot, Amazon, GameSpot, CNET's Reviews. A similar version of the Kids Act has been drafted by aides to Senator Charles Schumer and McCain. One difference is that the final Senate bill includes a revocation of supervised release for failure to register. Uh, McCain has not introduced in the new Congress a related proposal from last year which would force websites to report illegal images posted by their users and pay fines of up to $300,000 and delete web pages posted by sex offenders. Virginia's attorney general has also proposed an email registration requirement for sex offenders. So once again, just increasing the requirements on these individuals, just essentially tying them ever further to these state enforcement agencies and making it that much uh, less likely that they'll be able to get on with their lives um you know when when you've got this probation stuff hanging over you uh, you know things happen and, and people can get thrown back in jail for what you know for smoking pot vop for, yeah all kinds of different um little things uh, drive driving a motorcycle without a helmet i've seen a guy who went to jail for driving um a motorcycle without a helmet why vop wow. um you know a guy didn't have his driver's license. BOP. These things happen in real life. Really, really. So you keep these guys on probation, then they end up in prison again. And, you know, it's just a big cycle. If they weren't able to, um, you know, stay out of jail the first time, um, how in the world are they going to be able to stay out, stay out of jail on probation? It's an excellent question. And so now... I think probation is just a trap, personally. It, it absolutely is. It's built to make it easy to reoffend. They want the people to come back into the system. And so now they've got just yet another way to uh, harass these poor guys. These guys who have spent, and girls, there are female sex offenders as well. These are people who, uh, a, a good chunk of them, are individuals who are involved in consensual sexual activity. A lot of so-called statutory rapists are labeled as sex offenders, as we pointed out earlier this hour. People who pee behind a bush somewhere and get caught are considered sex offenders. So there's all kinds of, lab- uh, there's all kinds of crimes that are under that sex offender label that, in my opinion, certainly shouldn't be there. And these are all people now who are going to be subject to this legislation. If they get a new email address, they're going to be required to report it to the federal government. If they get a new instant message handle, they're going to be required to report it to the federal government. I mean, the the, the level of control that we're, that we, I'm not doing this, the government, the level of control the government is exercising over these people is stunning. And it's amazing that Americans are just sitting back saying, yeah, yeah, you stick it to them sex offenders, we don't like those people. Well, they're there. Hello, Earth to America. So-called sex offenders are your friends and family members. Okay, they, they're people who made a mistake earlier in life. They paid the price, and now they're going to uh, apparently have to continue paying it for the rest of their lives. That seems like insanity to me. It's true. Uh, there's very few people that I know that haven't cre- uh, done, committed some offense that could be considered a sex offense, whether it be, be peed behind a tree had underage sex when they were underage, whatever it is, most people I know have committed some kind of a crime like this at some point in their life. They just got lucky. Most people get lucky. A few get caught up into the system. Can you imagine having to report 
to some bureaucrat whenever you move, whenever you change email addresses. I mean, uh, wherever you, whenever you get a new job. I mean, this is this is nuts. So, and it it is laying the foundation for the next uh, the next group of unpopular criminals. It, they've already started in Tennessee with drug dealers. There's a drug dealer registry in Tennessee, which of course seems to me more like a phone book of drug dealers. <laughs> And uh, they're starting it with drug dealers. How long is it going to be before armed robbers are going to be included? How long before murderers are going to be included here? These are all people who can make mistakes and make their lives better. But no, we have to hang that aura of terror over them. These are bad people. They're bad forever because they're in our sex offender registry. And that's where this is going. They're another, going to register everybody. Another problem with this uh, sex offender res- registry thing is is basically, um, you know, I don't know, double jeopardy, ex post facto. It's somewhere in they're essentially re-sentencing someone for the offense that they have committed. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if suppose uh, I was a sex offender in you know 1987, just like this, uh, the, the gentleman in your story was a, a Mr. Ronaldo Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, you know, 19 in the mid 1980s, he committed this. Well, then they essentially re re. Um, they didn't even hear of the internet by then um, in 1987, so that they essentially re-sentenced him. In the late 90s or um, early 2000s, when they decided the sex offender registry should exist, mm-hmm. we should register these guys, and they can't live within certain distances to bus stops and schools and all that other stuff. You open these guys up to resentencing. That's not what he took his plea for, and that's not what he was sentenced for in yep. 1987. Yeah, you don't know. He might have plead out, but had he known this would happen in the future, he absolutely wouldn't have. He would, might have fought it and gotten off on it, but he decided to plea out. Maybe, I don't know, and I'm sure it's happened in the past, and now they're, like you said, being resentenced. Yep. And so, again, the un- unintended consequences in many cases, or in, in, in some of these sex offender cases, is that uh, essentially these laws are resulting, especially the ones that restrict where they can live, resulting in them all having to move together. They all have this sex offender label hanging over them for the rest of their lives, which must make it very difficult to date. It must make it very difficult to uh, to get jobs. So they're all being pushed out together into the same trailer parks and the same hotels and that sort of thing, uh, the, the only places they could possibly live in certain cities. And that's going to make it so they're going to be congregating with one another, and they're all going to be commiserating with one another over how lousy it is to be a sex offender. They can't change their lives. The system won't allow them to make themselves better. The system won't allow them to uh, to make good or to uh, to become a, a different person, which they might like to. And so they're essentially being uh, ostracized to the point where there it may result in the fostering of their sex offender tendencies. I mean, they can't do anything else. What, what, That's what all options, they have left. What options are you leaving them when essentially you've relegated them to the uh, the fringes of civilization? They have to live in sex offender um, compounds. I mean, what are you right. <laughs> what are you leaving these people? You're making it harder and harder for them to live life. Isn't life hard enough as it is? Aren't things hard enough for all of us to, to get to get by, to make ends meet, to live a good life? And you want to make it that much harder on these guys? Well. Then what? Then they're going to end up hating society. They're going to end up hating you. And the way that they know how to, to de- deal with that is by re-offending. I want to go to the phones. Talk to DJ in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Toby, and Mark. Hello, DJ. Hi, hi guys. Hey, What's man. What's on your mind? It's been a while since I've called, but um, I've been listening to the podcast mostly. That's why. Excellent. What's on your um, mind? I, I was just flipping through the, the TV as I was listening to you guys. And uh, this series on Dateline NBC is on. Um. I don't know if you're familiar with this. They have, a, they have an ongoing series. I think they do it uh, once a week or so. 
uh, it's called To Catch a Predator. Oh, yeah, the one where they um, they, they go on and they pretend to be uh, kids and then uh, the predators. The Perverted Justice, is that the organization behind it? Right, right. It's basically, it's basically entrapment. I mean, they're, they're, it's a sting operation kind of deal where, uh, where they entrap people uh, and they convince them to come to this house. What kind of ages do they use, just out of curiosity? I mean, I'm wondering uh, if they use 17 or do they use 13? I, I think they usually use 13, 14, 15. Mm. I want you to tell us a little bit more about it, if you can hang on through hour number three. We'll bring you back, 800-259-9231. And I've seen these shows. I know exactly how they work. And I think they're despicable. We'll talk more about it on the way, 800-259-9231. I find it difficult to feel badly for these guys. I really do. The Packet8.net toll-free line. That's because it's brilliant. It's a brilliant package. It's a brilliant editing job. Uh, and we'll come back with more on this and your calls as well about anything. Also on the way, snitches. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. As we launch into hour number three, you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy them. They're on us. That's, once again, freetalklive.com. DJ dropped off the line. Uh, I figure figure we can maybe comment just a little bit on what he was talking about before. We didn't really have a chance to get into it. He was talking about a show, or I guess a segment on a news program called To Catch a Predator. And I don't think I've seen this exact segment, but I've seen other news programs do the same thing. And what they do is they hire a website called Perverted Justice to come in and essentially go online and masquerade themselves um, as a 13-year-old or 14-year-old girl, typically. I suppose they do 14-year-old boys as well. But anyway, they masquerade as a young person online Mm -hmm. in order to attract, allegedly, what is supposed to be a predator. Right, and you can imagine this brings ratings. Uh, People love Candid Camera, and this is like Candid Camera with an evil twist. Right, so what they do is they go online and they find uh, their mark, and they get him to believe that this person is indeed a young person. How they do that, I'm not sure. Maybe they provide a picture or two, something like that, uh, to make the person believe this is really indeed a teenager they're talking to. And they, I believe they typically get into some sort of sexually oriented conversation. They end up scheduling a, a visit where the person, uh, the adult, will come by the teenager's house where the mom is allegedly not home, that sort of thing. And when they come up to the door and they knock on the door, in some cases carrying a six-pack of beer or whatever it is that they're bringing over for the teenager, the alleged teenager, uh, they open the door and inside there's a video camera. And it's rolling tape. They capture the guy right as he's standing outside. He usually turns around and runs away or makes up some excuse as to why he's got the wrong house or something like that. There's usually something uh, that, that happens in that particular case. And it's in, and it's very entertaining television. It really is. No, that all is all it is, is television. They don't actually get arrested on these TV shows, as far as I know. That's as I understand it as well. However, they're certainly, uh, they're certainly outed. They're certainly, uh, their faces are shown. And I don't know if this is something that's very fair to do to people. In that, first of all... These guys haven't really committed a crime. They haven't actually violated anybody. They they didn't uh, they, they didn't touch 
a little boy or a little girl or anything like that. There wasn't any sort of actual impropriety going on. Sorry, I, I was just imagining uh, one of these perverts walking in, uh, you know, trying to find this 12-year-old kid, you know, completely naked with a case of beer in their hands. Um, you know, I can't feel too badly for these guys. I'm sorry. You know, they're they're hoping, even if if it even if they haven't committed a crime because there's no 12-year-old, and even if it's just talking to a 12-year-old, they're hoping to have sex with a you know, 12, 13, 14-year-old kid. I don't know what the ages are on these guys. Um, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me so much if you're talking about a 15-year-old having sex with a 13-year-old. You know, when the, when the ages are closer. But, you know, when you're starting to talk about adults, it's ugly stuff. I am getting, I am actually being told that they do arrest the people on this particular program. Really? On the To Catch a Predator, because many states, uh, according to the board out there, are many laws that are... Uh, written against soliciting behavior on the Internet. So it's actually against the law to engage in these conversations, even though the person on the other end might not actually be a teenager, might not actually be somebody who's underage. In these cases, they aren't. They're cops or they're perverted justice who are masquerading as though they are. I feel like it's entrapment. Um, and, I, I, Mark, I see where you're coming from on this, but there's no way to prove that the individual who was coming to this house wasn't coming to admonish the child for uh, for having uh, dirty talk with someone on the internet, there's no way to prove it. It's very unlikely that it, that it would is happen. It's very unlikely. But there's there's no way to actually know for sure what events were would transpire had that person found a a 14 year old girl on the other side of that door. Well, you know, one thing I can say about our legal system um, in this particular instance is each one of these people should get a trial. There shouldn't be this whole mask churning system that they have for um, you know doing these plea bargains. Mm-hmm. And you know, each one of these guys should get their day in court, and then the hammer should come down on them if they're guilty of something. But what on earth would they be guilty of in this case? You they're know, guilty of violating a law. They haven't actually done anything to harm anybody at all. They're, they're guilty of a, what's essentially a thought crime. I mean, we've created a thought crime. It's illegal now in America to have a conversation in many states, to have an, an Internet conversation of a sexual nature with what you believe to be someone who is underage. That's a thought crime. I, I, I would agree with you. For and, that. and to me, that's a little bit chilling. Not because I'm online having those conversations, but the idea that some people are being put in a prison cell for thinking incorrectly. It's not. They acted with the intent of trying to get. Um, you know. You don't know what their intent was. They're, they acted with the. They talked to these kids about sex, and then they came over to the house when mm-hmm. one would assume in order to have sex. We have that's an assumption. We have a charge that is um, that's called uh, attempted murder. Mm-hmm. Is that a thought crime? Well, in attempted murder cases, don't they normally actually attempt to murder somebody? Like, I, how would you know that they were attempting? Maybe they just wanted to cut their carotid artery and have them live. Hmm. Actually. Every I see crime. where you're coming from, every, but in that case, there was but, actually some violence that occurred. Someone every, was actually harmed. But every crime is a thought crime because intent matters. It's the difference between um, first-degree like murder. you're making excuses for I'm thought only, crimes. I'm only explaining to you. I'm explaining it to you, brother. They're all thought crimes. Yeah, but some there's people actually murder, do There's first-degree murder. There's second-degree murder. There's manslaughter. Each one there's of these cases, There's a difference between thinking dead. and doing. Right. They came over to the kid's house. If they'd have sat their butt in front of that computer and only talked dirty to these kids, then they'd have been fine. But that would still be the same crime. The, the crime was committed when they were talking dirty on the Internet Messenger. That was the crime. Well, the, Not it, the walking over to the house. That but, was incidental. But that's how they get caught. 
that is not incidental. That's how they get that's caught. That's incidental to them getting caught. They could have traced their IP address and raided their house if they wanted to. But they don't to. do that. They could. They, they how only, do you know they, they don't? They pick up the ones that come. I understand. Have you seen the, uh, the the perverted justice? Have you seen their video of them picking anybody up at their house because they traced an IP address? Perverted justice is a private agency. They don't have the ability to trace IP addresses. They don't, but uh, they seem to get arrested on these shows. I understand where you're I'm, coming from. Yeah, you, what, what you understand is these guys are doing it. They, they are getting caught in the act of molesting a child. They haven't molested a child. They're walking over to somebody's house. With the intent of molesting That's a child. That's your opinion, sir. That's your opinion. No, you have no it's, evidence. It's corroborated by evidence. These people are writing, hey, I'd like to re- molest you, or you know, something very similar to these kids. They're talking dirty to what they believe is a 12-year-old kid. And then they've come over. They've done something. They've come over to the place. Wow, I can't believe you're kid. on the side of the cops on this. Look, I'm not. What? You're defending be- them on I this one. I can't believe you think it's just a great idea to let these guys go because they haven't really done something. They haven't done anything. Toby, you've been sitting here quiet the whole time. Well, personally, I don't like, I don't think we should ever be in the situation. I don't think that there should ever be anyone there masquerading to be a 13-year-old on the internet and trying to get these guys to come out. I think that's wrong. I think that sting operations in general should not be run. I don't, I don't even want to be put in the situation of having to make the decision because, in my opinion, there sh- the situation shouldn't exist. How do you know, Mark, that these aren't, for instance, let's say, in the world of sexual behaviors and fetishes and that sort of thing, there mm-hmm. are certain people that like to what they call role play. Yeah. Uh, people will, for instance, get dressed up in a nurse's outfit or a schoolgirl outfit or whatever it is that they're doing. They'll, they'll role play a role of something they're not. So, for instance, there could very well be a chance that there's a, for instance, a 20-year-old female who is masquerading as a 13-year-old female for the simple fact that she gets off on the idea of turning on a bunch of old perverted men. Mm-hmm. Absolutely a possible case. Sure it is. But uh, what is different from essentially this woman masquerading as though she's a 13-year-old compared to a police officer masquerading as though he's a 13-year-old and once again having those same sexually oriented conversations with these guys? I mean, they don't know for sure who they're talking to. They it absolutely could be anybody. don't. But they believe. They have been told. They have been informed right. that so that person... in their head, they're thinking that that person on the other end is a teenage girl or boy. Right. And so, and therefore, they... they're getting punished for thinking about the other no, person no, on the other end. No, no. It's not the thinking, Ian. It's the going there. That's how they get caught. I sincerely hope at their trial that they're able to bring it out. Hey, you know, I was just going to role play with this kid. I wasn't actually going to touch him or whatever it is. Is, whatever their story is, I hope they get that out. But at by that trial. time, it's way too far gone. Then you've got uh, 12 idiots on a jury looking to go home and make a cake, and they just want to put this guy in prison because he sounds like a bad guy. They can let him go just as easily. Yeah, you know how likely that is. Stop talking to kids on the internet, and then they won't have the problem. He did. How is he supposed to know he was talking to a kid? Because Anybody can masquerade as a kid. That's how the evidence is compiled, my friend. It's a crime, apparently, to talk to somebody masquerading as a kid and then go to their house. It's crazy. More on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. Once again, the packet 8.net toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features there, totally free. 
including live streams. Broadband version of the show, dial-up version, free for you, freetalklive.com. Is there a young person that's important to you? Give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton shows kids how to grow up financially free, save early and often, and how to develop passive income streams, the key to financial freedom. The average college student graduates with $7,000 in credit card debt. That's no way to start a life. Buy them A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich at akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. That's 800-657-5066 or akidsjourney.com. To the phones, to the fun, Brandon in Japan. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Toby, and Mark. Hello, Brandon. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. What's on your mind? Hey, just wanted to maybe add some information to this uh, perverted justice conversation. Yeah. Enhance the conversation a little bit. Um, I've seen quite a few of the shows. Um, one of them actually happened in a county um, about 30 miles north of where I lived when I was in America. And they arrested 51 people in one night, and that was, I believe, uh, to catch a predator, too. Um, it's generally a little bit more, uh, a little bit more complicated than just um, two kids, them having a conversation and then, you know, having the person come over. Right. I wouldn't imagine it was all done at one time, you know, like, hey, I'm 14 and my mama's not here. Come on and have sex with me. You know, I don't think that that's happening. So so how does it work? Yeah. That's generally the last stage of it is what they'll do is they'll they'll engage in a conversation with somebody. um, And it'll generally start out as a conversation, kind of, you know, what's your what's your age? How old are you? Where are you from? Um, A lot of times pictures are exchanged. and what they try to do, and, and I'm not advocating, I'm just saying the way this is, is what they try to do is that they will uh, try to establish intent by um, putting forth a set of conditions um, that the person needs to, uh, to do when they come to the house to show that, they're, you know, that they are who they say they are. And as Mark kind of briefly mentioned, is one of those times um, they, had, they had a person pretty much, uh, they had to enter through the garage door completely naked holding a 12-pack of beer. And... This person did this on the show. Ridiculous. So, yeah. So, so you know. So then they, it's it's a great you know it's a great entertaining moment. You know, a lot of lot of brouhaha. You know, they grab they get the guy a towel and they ask him, you know, why did you do this? And you know, why did you walk through the garage, you know, naked with a twelve pack of beer, which is pretty much uh, the condition that was set forth by the perverted justice person mm-hmm. to a prove that they are who they are, and then b uh, to uh, have you know sexual relations of of whatever nature form. So. Um, I just wanted to just insert that into the conversation. As far as my personal position, I, you know, I really, this is a really sticky subject because it does deal with the kind of uh, sex offense that is, you know, is predatory in nature. Um, I do think it's entrapment. I don't think that that's right. Um, however, I do see where Mark is coming from that, you know, they are laying some groundwork of intent, and these people, for the most part, are pretty much following these instructions to prove their intent to the letter. You know, I've got to say that uh, the, the the whole entrapment issue, stings, all those things, they do make me nervous. But, you know, if enough um, criteria is met, especially if there's uh, media involved and everybody gets to see every step of the way, I'm not saying that media can't, um, you know, uh, mess with it, uh, mess with uh, the footage and, and show what they want to show. The reality shows are, are ob- obvious that uh, they only take the exciting parts. But, you know, it's it's difficult for me to want to run down the path of justice dragging, a, a, you know, a, 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 a train of uh, sex offenders and diapers behind me. Um, you know, if these guys are on it, 
I want them to be able to get out and live normal lives. I want that. Once they've done their time, I want them to be able to move on. But if if I'm I'm not throwing my reputation in after this guy that that walked in completely naked with a case full of beer. You don't have to throw your reputation after these people. You just have to stand up for uh, for freedom and uh, the ability for people to have conversations without the fear of being arrested. Hey, that's all not, that's happened here. It's, it's not, been a no, conversation. It's not the conversation, Ian. It's the getting up and going someplace. He's showing an, a certain amount of intent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Brandon, uh, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I don't know if, if I agree. I mean, again, there could... I know you don't trust cops. I know you be, don't. There could certainly be some uh, some circumstances that would result in uh, these people not doing the things that they said that they were going to Let do. Let them talk about it with the jury. I don't know if I want to spend my money on this. I don't know if I want my money going to entrap people and harass them and essentially... In uh, a lo- loser's pay situation, you would only have to uh, pay your money if, um, if, if, it was, if the case was lost and the guy went free. Yeah, well, we don't have that situation. No, we don't, and we should. 800-259-9231. Richard emails in saying, These shows, especially when they don't result in convictions, re- represent and encourage exactly the kind of social ostracism that you usually espouse. It seems strange to me that you would come out against them. Would you care to explain this apparent inconsistency? And I would say that uh, I'm certainly all for social ostracism. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not for entrapping people. That's what's going on here. You're masquerading as though you're something you are not. And you're pretending like you're somebody else in order to uh, to entice these guys and and, and and to show them for their true colors, though. I mean, in, in the case of the, the the later shows, they're not getting arrested. In the case of the earlier shows, they were getting arrested. So it's it, he's absolutely right that this is essentially ostracism. Look, if you're willing to talk on the internet um, with somebody that you believe is a 12 year old and talk dirty to them, and then you're willing to come over to their house when they've said, "Hey, come on over. My mom's not here, and we can fool around. We can." Uh, um, what is it the kids call a hookup? <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. it's called scamming when I was a kid. Um, you know we can hook up when um, you know here when my mom's not here and that person comes over and they get caught on uh, candid camera looking like a dork. Good. Your thoughts at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I think that's the best part is to catch them on camera and you know in that case they don't go to jail they don't have the conviction but they've been shown look stupid you fool around like this and bad things can happen. When private individuals do it, I don't have so much of a problem with it. But what I don't like is the sting aspect. I don't like any sting, whether it be for child predators or for marijuana or prostitution, whatever it is. I don't like the whole concept of a sting. The person never got to create the crime. And you see a lot of entrapment on shows such as Cops and other shows like this that the people may or may not have committed the crime or so-called crime, whatever it is, but we'll never know because you're going to arrest them for this and now they're going to have a record. So... I just really the whole thought of a sting and entrapment makes me sick to begin with. All right. So in other news here, a uh, since we're talking about sex, a quick update from Washington D.C. of a Yeho woman of a Yeho woman who ran a Washington D.C. escort business says she's reached a deal to share her records of up to fifteen thousand client phone numbers with an undisclosed media organization, saying, "Quote: I've decided to hand over all phone records, logs, and invoices to what I believe to be one of the most reputable and respected investigative news organizations in the country to assist me with my needs," said Deborah Jane Palfrey who's 50, uh, she wrote to a local radio station Monday. She didn't identify the news organization or give details of the arrangements, which is smart of her. Uh, Pomfrey's civil attorney said, would not say, rather, whether...
whether his client was getting paid or if she was simply getting investigative assistance with uncovering the names associated with the phone numbers. Balfrey ran. Well, yeah, she probably, you know, this is supposed to finance her defense, and I would think that she has something here that, uh, you know, if she had a bunch of gold bars in her basement, would we say that it was a terrible thing that she sold the gold bars to defend herself? No. Well, she has some valuable phone records. She has information to sell, and there's no reason she shouldn't be able to sell that to defend herself. And it looks like she's doing it before the government managed to freeze the or to, to put a, a halt on this plot. It mm. looks like she's managed to pull this off before their uh, bureaucratic gears got to turning too far. A little more detail on this on the way, 802-59-9231. And your thoughts about sex offenders, entrapment, and uh, chats on the Internet. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The packet, 8.net. Toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features completely free, including the bulletin board system, 200,000-plus posts, over 1,500 people interacting, lots of different topics, serious issues, fun stuff, all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. 1-800-259-9231. You bring up what you want as we go to the phones. Talk to Ryan in Texas on the amplifier line. You're on Free Talk Live with the Antobia and Mark. Hello, Ryan. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Y'all been talking about the... uh the To Catch a Predator show. Now, yeah. I've only seen one episode, but the one you were talking about was that one, and it brings up a couple of other questions. And I normally would agree with you, Ian, on most of it, but two different things happened in that same show. First of all, the naked guy with the 12-pack <laughs> was caught later on the next day trying it again. Wow. And then they also caught a Leo from a neighboring city. Now, in those situations... A Leo being a law enforcement officer, officer, right. Yes. Now, in those situations where they know better, would you have the same sympathy for them, or how would you see that? No, Ian hates all cops. I don't understand the question. Can you ask it again? Now, you're talking about giving them the benefit of the doubt. They may not be going for that and everything. Now, when the same guy gets caught a second time the next day, being more cautious because he wanted to meet in a public place this time, they caught him at a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And then the Leo, who knows the letter of the law, so you really can't give him the benefit of the doubt on that either. How are we to know that? How are we to know the law enforcement officer? Isn't it more likely that a law enforcement officer would be a good guy, and therefore he would actually be uh, coming to admonish the uh, young lady or young man from having such a conversation? Maybe he was doing the same thing in his spare time, trying to trying to get at a promotion. Maybe so. If, it, if that were the case, then he would have made that known the second he was caught by the camera. Uh, you would think that he, he would have that story ready. I, you know, if if it were me, what I was his story? What, did he say anything? It was the same kind of situation as everybody. It's, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know what I'm doing, and all this kind of thing. Now, they, that's what they say, huh? 
Hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I totally understand where the emailer was coming from about this being social ostracization. If these people aren't getting arrested, how can I have a problem with it? I just feel like, um, you know, if these guys have a problem, and I think they do, you know, they've got some sort of an addiction or uh, or mental issue that they need to deal with. I don't know, and it's clear that uh, the the first guy, the, the naked dude, getting caught the very next day, it's clear that it wasn't a deterrent. I mean, him getting caught on camera didn't deter him. It just made him more cautious uh, about doing it again. And so I just don't know if this is actually having the effect that it's intended to. I don't think it's actually doing anything to stop these guys. It might just be driving them underground. It might just be driving them to be more cautious, to use more anonymization, uh, to to uh, watch their steps a little bit further, to make them better at uh, being predators. And that's a little bit disturbing. And in addition to that, uh, this can also really sort of ruin somebody's life as well. I mean, again, somebody with a, a problem, which this could be a medical problem. I don't know what it is that drives this. There's something that drives it. Maybe they were molested as children, and this is how it's sort of um, coming out in their adult life. I don't care if they've got a rash that makes them chop people up with a machete. Look, if you do something wrong like this, they, there's, there should be punishments for it. I don't know if it's wrong to have an Internet chat. That's my issue I here. I don't think that's wrong. It's not the Internet chat, Ian. Um, it's the fact that they went somewhere with the intent to that's do it. That's your opinion that they had intent. That's the thought crime that, part that of this. My question was... These two, these two examples, it's pretty obvious what their intent was. One, because he knew exactly the letter of the law, so he knew what he was getting into. The other one, who repeats it the next day after getting caught, mm -hmm. you know, they obviously had that intent. Now, I think that if you can conclusively prove the intent, then it becomes a problem. Other than that, they got to get the benefit of the doubt. But those two would have to be, you know, Honestly, predators. And, and the guy who, uh, you know, the, the the one that was caught twice with the uh, naked with a case of beer in his hands. <laughs> I mean, he was. That was what the whole purpose was. Hey, if you want to have my nubile little male twelve-year-old body, you've got to come through that garage door. You've got to be naked, and you better have a case of beer in your hands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what what does that say? It says that guy wanted to have sex with that twelve-year-old. That's what that says. Or yeah, I understand. Or what? Or yeah, I mean, or he, he was going to tell him about Jesus. Naked with a case of beer in his hands? No, Ian, he wasn't. He's a damn child molester. That's an allegation, and that's all you've got, my friend. You know, if it had been my kid, it wouldn't be an allegation. It would be a hospitalization. Mm -hmm. Well, that'd be your issue, then. You could deal with it then. That, that's, that's how I would be dealing with it. But that's, Ian, you're defending this guy that clearly, clearly is a pedophile. I just think that uh, these, uh, this approach is, uh, I just don't think it's effective. I just don't think I'm not defending the guy. I'm not saying that what he did was right or uh, acceptable or okay. I just I'm just against the tactics of this particular organization. It's very clear to me that whatever it is they're doing isn't very effective. Now, it may be effective to the point of spreading the message about this particular individual, identifying him and ostracizing him to an extent. That's good. But it obviously didn't do anything to stop him from reoffending. <laughs> right, it clearly didn't. I mean, that guy's, that guy's got some fortitude. That's quite clear. You would think that if you were just busted on videotape... The day trying, before. The day before, you'd think you'd lay low for a little while. No. He went right back home and went right back at it. Well, there's, there's besides, an argument for incarceration right there. 
Well, if if you are again, if you're labeling these people as pedophiles without really any real solid evidence of it, I, um, the, the case of beer and the the nakedness proves it for me. But many in many cases that doesn't happen. That's sure. probably a, a sure. unique case. Well, but you're labeling you, these people I as pedophiles, the, then they're going to be again, once again, they're going to have a hard time getting jobs. They're going to have a hard time uh, getting out there in the workforce, well, and you're, well, you're turning well, them into total well, they pariahs. They did the crime, though, Ian. There's no crime Look, committed. Was a guy walking around with a, a naked Look, with a pack of beer? I, sh- showing intent you to have sex. You molest a child, you've committed a crime. Showing intent to um, molest a child should be a crime, as far as I'm concerned. Thanks it's, for the I'm call, Ryan. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And that's that's my issue, and we're going back I, to it again. I You're saying intent is a crime. I'm saying it's not. I'm telling you that intent is is a portion of all crimes. Every crime out there, that's what we're talking about. Crimes are, uh, and are destruction you of were property. In, if you were and in your life, free materian or whatever you know, free marketeer world, this would be the very best way to get ratings and to show these perverts for whom they are. That's allegedly. No, that's what they're. Do- look, it's an allegation. It, Chats can it, be falsified. Like, there can be all sorts of uh, it, technical in the, problems. In here. the case of the uh, the Leo in this circumstance, if the guy breaks down and cries and says, "I'm sorry, I've got a sickness," he's guilty. If the guy says, "Whoa, whoa, hey, I was trying to catch a predator here. I thought that uh, I thought we had uh, a sex. You know, I'm officer so and so, badge number, blah blah blah." Then you're talking something completely different. That's true. I mean, one thing, though, I still have a problem with is you haven't given that person that last chance to turn around. I can be very mad, mm-hmm. have the total intention to come to your house and kill you, yep. but until I actually do, I still have the chance to turn around and not do it. And Absolutely. you're not giving these people I the benefit with you, of the doubt. And I think that, um, and I think for that, you should probably get less time. So you don't mind. You don't mind. Somebody's got the intent to commit a crime, therefore they should go to jail. Um, it's I think a, that's sick, dude. It's not I really the do. intent. It's I think the you're intent the pervert. backed up by actions. More actions, somebody's molested, okay? Until a crime has actually been committed, no one should be punished. I think this should be a crime, and then it would be actually committed. But crimes, there have, be, crimes have to involve harming someone's person or property. I in understand where you're case, coming from on that. No one was harmed. Uh, let's go to Joe in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Toby, and Mark. Hello, Joe. Hey, guys. On one hand, have you ever seen... Um, and it's available on Google Video. Mark Stevens talking about adventures in legal land. I love something, uh, Mark he's, Stevens. He's been on the show a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, something called Corpus Delecti. The, the body of evidence, I believe? Yeah, body of evidence. I Until want you to you tell me more. Crime, if you can, hold on, Joe, if you can hang on. I want you to tell me more. So we'll come back yeah. to you. Joe's going to talk bodies. Coming eight, right back. Uh, 800-259-9231. I hope he doesn't have an intent to touch one of them because you'll throw him in a jail cell. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. Intent. And uh, theory and possibly throwing people away into prison for things they've never actually done. I think that's a problem. More on the way. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Toll free number 800-259-9231. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call if you make it now. 1-800-259-9231. The packet 8 .net toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features completely free. You like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then head over and become a Free Talk Live amplifier, as over 340 of our listeners have decided to do. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp. 
www.freetalklive.com. You'll find out that AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The concept is simple. You send in three bucks a month. We turn it around into advertising and promoting Free Talk Live. We buy industry advertisements like uh, half-page ads and Talkers Magazine, sort of the radio industry talk publication, uh, to expand to get the show on more radio stations. We also purchase Internet advertising as well. We go to talk radio conventions, as we did last weekend. All of this made possible by listeners like you. And it's totally voluntary. Plus, you get perks. You get access to the amplifier-only call-in lines and more. All the details for you at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to Joe in Georgia. You're back on Free Talk Live with Ian, Toby, and Mark. Hey, guys. Okay. Well, anyways, it, it ta- you know he talks a lot about there having to be an intent to commit a crime and a crime committed. An intent to commit a crime and a crime committed. This is corpus delecti, the body of evidence, one of the things that's supposed to be required in order to uh, to prosecute in a courtroom. Right, and it's in every every state that has a constitution. It's in every one of the state constitutions, and I happen to live in a constitutional state. Now, according to Mark, having an intent is a crime. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> that's what corpus delecti says, well, that an intent to commit a crime is not in itself a crime because there has to be... You have to follow through on it. You have to Wait have a done something. Now, there's a guy coming at me with a bloody axe, and yeah. he's breathing heavily, and he's kind of hunched over, and one of his eyes is twitching. And what I've got you, a handgun. Gonna, do I have to wait do? until he hits me with the axe the first time to blow his damn head off, or can I just go ahead and do that? Because no, that's a, different, that's a different thing, because that's an act of self-defense. And you saw the intent, and you felt threatened, your life threatened, and you defended yourself. That's a totally different thing. Well, but and I'm I, preventing think, a crime just like I'm hoping that law enforcement will prevent a crime in this particular instance. But where does that end? I understand that it's a slippery slope. Yeah, I do. Right. You're supporting it. Very, all I'm telling you is that uh, all I'm telling you is that um, you know, I I think in this particular circumstance where they can show step by step um, you know, intent by these people, you know, they intent can show com- Oh, an actual yeah, you went in the garage and you took your clothes off. That I mean, that goes way, way right. beyond... That guy makes my case pretty, wait, well, pretty no, good. But it I doesn't mean, make your case. It just sounds emotional, and it sounds like it's, it's something special. <laughs> but there's a chance that that guy could have walked into that house, and if there really was a young person there, he could have all of a sudden realized... Oh my gosh! What am I doing? This is nuts. I, I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm going home. There is that possibility, and the fact that there is that possibility means that there's no crime that's been committed at all. Right. Maybe and that's despicable. why I bring up, and that's why I bring up corpus delecti, you know, because you know, well, it, it, taking your clothes off, you're more than into the act by that time. But if you just went there. Are you? you if know, you're taking your clothes off, are you more into the act, or are you just exposing see, yourself? Now, you're just doing. You're just arguing degrees. Now, I'm saying because he, uh, because one shows up, that they show that they're willing, uh, that they're ready to do these things. I don't think standing. Yeah. Na- I don't think standing well, naked in the presence of a young person is considered molestation. Uh, there's no touching that has gone on. There's no uh, unwanted advance. Uh, there's no unwanted touching. So therefore, there's no crime in my book. It may be well, tacky. Well, there, there's a, there is a crime in, in the exposure. There's definitely a crime there. There's I don't definitely think that's a, a crime. But Not anyways, no, I wanted there's to, no I wanted crime to, there. You know, I wanted to say that this is, you know, this stuff that's being thrown at us on the media is really just a cover-up for what's going on at the higher echelons of, of our society. The elites practice this stuff all the time. Why do you think these children disappear all over the country? 
I don't know that they do. These are the uh, I've heard these accusations before. You're suggesting that there are like child sex rings among the halls of Congress, that sort of thing. Uh, what did Cynthia McKinney say to Rothfeld? I mean, you can find that all over the internet. What did she say? Where and what did uh, and it was in the newspapers. Dynacor running white slavery rings, kidnapping children all over the country and in foreign countries for sex slave rings. And nobody got punished. And she was simply asking Rumsfeld, why does Dynacor, even though they've been accused of this, they haven't denied it, they haven't taken any action against the newspaper that accused them, but why, isn't, why aren't they getting in trouble? Why is the government still doing no-bid contracts with them when they are obviously doing this? Do you feel like uh, the, uh, the, the, what was the guy's name last year that got busted? The uh, Mark somebody from Florida, the senator or representative. Whatever he was, the bureaucrat. Having chats with 16, his 16-year-old pages. You feel like that's the tip of the iceberg, right? Yeah. He is just the tip of the iceberg. He really is. I don't know. I mean, this is, you know, that's so hard look, for me to believe. Look at, I mean, look at, they, they all had their picture taken recently with a male porn star who's they all who who is well i'd have to to? go i'd have to get back on the internet and find the pictures but i seem to remember hannity praising this guy who is it um what would that matter if it's some male porn star isn't a child anyways i don't know exactly what that would have to do with it he's not a child anyways but it it illustrates the perversion i mean look at the san francisco newspaper that used to report the stuff that was going on at Bohemian Grove. Oh, well, you know, who knows what goes you know? on there. It's it's certainly a summer camp for rich people, and uh, I, I don't really want to get into Bohemian Grove, but I think your accusations, as far as the, uh, the perversions of the people in Congress, they hold water to an extent. I mean, they're certainly not angels, look, look, um, and they're bad guys in general, so I, it's believable to me that but they'd be perverse. But, it, you yeah. know, the, 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 the gentleman, the, uh, the one representative, Mark something or other, I can't remember what his name Foley? is. Uh, Foley, yeah, Foley, that's it. right. Um, off the top of my head. I mean, he's proof that the other side will turn them in. I don't oh, yeah. know. Maybe they just sacrificed well, him. That's a, a little, possibility. A little, in, a little infighting always makes us think that they're honest. Very good. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the call, Joe. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, maybe he just crossed somebody and they sort of sacrificed him uh, to you know the the public to make them think they're doing something. Oh, that's right. He wanted to return us to a gold standard. That's why. They, uh, <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think that's the case with him at all. No. Uh, let's go, uh, continue here to Matt in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Toby and Mark. Hello, Matt. Hi guys. How you doing? Good. What's on your mind? Uh, real quick hypothetical for you. What if me and a bunch of friends got together? Decided to go on the internet, find one of these uh, sexual predators. We tricked some guy into thinking that we were a 14 year old girl, 15 year old girl, something like A group like that. of 15 year old cheerleaders. Had him, had him come over and then decided to just beat the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Would that be okay? Who, who are we asking? I think he's asking you, Mark. You're asking me. Uh, if, if you're asking me, uh, let me see. You know, I would. It would once again. I would have a difficult time uh, feeling bad for this dude, and I just have to say that you'd have to take your chances in front of a jury of your peers. Yeah, I'm. I'm having a, a bit of a problem, you know, feeling sorry for him too, because I just beat the crap. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you are. I mean, it's it's hard in the, the circumstances with these dudes. I think he was probably aiming at you, Ian. I think that that question was more. Why don't you answer the question to Ian? 
Where, who were you aiming that question at? Well, I was aiming at anybody who wanted to answer that question. Well, um, it's just I'm thinking that that uh, you know I'm fooling somebody. I'm tricking them into believing something that I'm not, mm-hmm. and I'm having them come over to my house so that I can have my fun and beat crap out of them. Yeah, I think that's terrible. I think I think that doing that would be horrible because once again, the person, while they may have intent, while they may be a little disturbed and uh, and dis, dis, despicable a uh, personality, doesn't mean they were going to commit a crime. And now you've committed a crime by actually harming someone in, instead. Toby, any thoughts on this? You jump on the slippery slope and you never know where, where it's going to stop. Matt, thanks for the call. Uh, appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I'm with you on this one, Toby. It's dangerous. It's an emotional issue. And once again, it's the government and people using this emotional issue to propel the idea that thought crime is acceptable, that we should be able to lock people in a jail cell for not actually doing anything that harms someone else. It is really hard. It's very emotional. But what I think you have to do is be objective about it. Take yourself out of the situation and look at it like any other crime. I mean, if you were being solicited and tricking someone over to buy marijuana, I mean, would that be okay? Would I mean, at what point does it come? Does it become wrong? And I know that child children. It's a very emotional subject, and everybody hates predators like this. But it's a slippery slope. I don't want to be on. And and with the marijuana issue, they already have thought crimes in regards to that. If you sell a, a bag of oregano and you claim that it's marijuana then you've sold marijuana in the eyes of right. the law. So these things exist, and as we continue going down the road towards tyranny, you're going to see them utilized more and more and be, uh, being cheered on by people like you, Mark. No, I, I, I'm sorry. Look, if yeah, I, you're cheering them on all it, the way. You know, if the arsonist is walking towards the building, said he's going to set the building on fire, and he's got a match no in his crime hand, yet. And, and I blow him away before he sets my building That's, on fire? Nope. Yeah. No crime you know, I haven't yet. committed murder. I'm sorry. Do you like to build things? Have you ever cut wood with a tool? Are you tired of poor quality goods found in the Megalomart? If you answered yes to any of these questions, woodcraftplans.com has a fun project for you to make. We have hundreds of blueprints and patterns which can help all skill levels of craftspeople make wooden lawn furniture, bedroom furniture, yard decor like wishing wells and shadow figures, rocking horses, and a lot more. Visit woodcraftplans.com today. Get a plan and start building. That's woodcraftplans.com.